episode three. If you're here today, it's because you have not gotten bored of me yet, which is really, really exciting. And in my attempts to keep your attention span going, I have brought in a guest, my very first guest. As you, a lot of you guys may know, I don't know a lot about the male mind, so I decided to bring someone with a penis, someone qualified. Welcome to the house studio, Conrad. He is a scientist by day, a journeyer by night. We have shared many, many stories together we will not discuss today. Maybe we will if you're lucky. Welcome to the house studio, Conrad. Thank you, Natalia. It's uh, it's an exciting day. It's my first time podcasting. You've provided me with beer, provided me with dinner, so it's a pretty good way to wrap up my hump day. Thank you. As you know, I don't have any money to give you, so this is all I have to give you, some food and beer. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's all I need. So, Conrad, what makes you qualified, you know, to be here on this podcast today? Do you have a PhD? Are you a doctor? What's going on? No, I just have a penis. And uh, apparently this is an insight on the male mind. And uh, I feel like being a male for the last 24 years, uh, I can provide pretty good insight on what it's like. So my number one compliment that I have so far is that my voice sounds significantly better in the mic. So I hope that you get the same benefits. I hope your girlfriend hears this uh, tonight. Oh, I guess fiance now hears this tonight. Maybe you can, you know, have a little fun to it. Who knows? Oh, yeah. You better believe this is going to be on your podcast as soon as it's up on Spotify. That's going to be our bedroom music every time. (laughs) Get off to myself. Yeah. You're like, baby. No, no, no. Trey songs. Goodbye. Chris uh, Chris Brown. Goodbye. Yeah. Who needs R&B? Just some smooth talking, Conrad. Yeah. I think Glad the Podcast should be the only thing that people are boning to. Okay, so we're not here to make you look funnier than me, so let's get to the real reason why you're here, which is we're going to talk about relationships, because you've been in some, right, Conrad? A handful. Yeah, so I haven't been in many, or any, so (laughs) you're here to help me out. Let's start with the healthy stuff. What do you think uh, constitutes a healthy relationship? Well, I definitely think it depends Uh, You know, it it changes person to person, but for me personally, I always tell the people that I'm with that, you know, you're my best friend first, you're my lover second. So for me, I think something that's really important is you need to be friends with the person that you're in a relationship with. If if you're not friends, you can't, I mean, how are you going to spend time together? You know, like you need to be with someone who you can spend hours and hours with and you're not going to get bored or old of it or anything. Are those your standards for a friendship? Like you just feeling comfortable with someone? Because for me, I think that I know that someone's my best friend when we can spend a whole day together and we're like not even talking and I don't need the, and I don't need to fill in the silence or like the void with any talking. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I do think that's a trademark of a good friendship or relationship is, you know, not having to talk to them or interact with them even when you're in the same room. But uh, I guess with, with relationships, I kind of take it as like that, you know, like a best friend, but then you take it one step further where obviously there's physical attraction. There's got to be like, yeah, there's got to be like a (laughs) mental connection, you know, but I think if, you know, if you're best friends with someone, that's the most important thing in a relationship. So basically what I got from this is that you just, when you're with a partner, you just shut the fuck up and you just don't speak. And then that's a healthy relationship. If you want to simplify it that much, I think (laughs) that's an attribute of a relationship. If you can be in the same room with someone and not have to talk to them and not have to interact with them, but you still feel comfortable. I mean, I think that's a, an extremely good trademark of just being comfortable around somebody. So would you say for you, for your girlfriends that you had in the past that you have been friends first and then gotten into, you know, sexy town? Oh yeah. For me, a hundred percent. Like I was friends with every single girl I've ever seen before I, I dated them or before we had any you know, sexual interactions or anything. Like they were always my homie first and, you know, my fuck buddy second. <laughs> and uh, I, for me personally, I know not everyone likes to work that way because I know 
I guess you worry that fallout's going to ruin friendships or anything. But for me, I just, I need to be friends with someone before I, you know, want to be with them for an extended period of time. So now I want to segue into boundaries that you have when you're in a relationship. So obviously, you know, as you know, I've been single for a while, so your girl has no boundaries. I'm like a loose cannon. So what would you say are like boundaries in a relationship? So for example, like something as simple as like, well, how about like you having girlfriends or them having boyfriends and also kind of like being friends with exes? So we can start with the friend thing. Um, so, I mean, being friends with the opposite sex, I don't think there's really issues with that. You know, I think it's important to have that trust there to where you can have friends of opposite gender. I can be friends with girls. I can go hang out with them and I trust my fiance is not going to get upset or mad at me, <laughs> but also, you know, there's boundaries to where I'm not going to go out and hang out with girls until two or three in the morning. You know, if I'm going to be respectful of my fiance, I'm not going to be you know touching on girls or something. If, if we're at a party or something, you know, and I'll push away anyone who's trying to get at me or something, you know, just a respect thing, you know, um, I think those are basic boundaries that every healthy relationship should really have. I think a lot of it is just setting boundaries, like what are you comfortable with, what are you not comfortable with, and having that conversation before, you know. Before you're going to go out and black out with your friends, hey, what are your boundaries? You know, do we text each other during the night? Are we okay with not texting? Do you come home? Do you not come home? And I feel like obviously it's going to vary from couple to couple, but like I always say, communication is always key. Oh, yeah, definitely. You, you hit the nail on the head at the end there. It's always just about communication. You never know how the other person is going to feel or what they want or what their boundaries are because you could have a completely different set of boundaries as your partner and it's important to get your boundaries on the same level so you but find out what are absolute no-nos and where you can you know bend your boundaries a little bit or figure out what you're okay with that you didn't think you'd be okay with and at the same time like if your partner's not okay with those boundaries then maybe you're not a match yeah and i mean there's nothing wrong with admitting that too like if you really like a person, but find out your boundaries are completely different, your values are completely different, morals are completely different, well, then I'm, there's nothing to be upset about if you guys don't work out. Right. And also another thing, too, with, like, being friends with the opposite sex, I think that one thing that would make you less shady, probably, like, introducing them, you know, so that you can see the nature of the relationship. Should always encourage, like, if, if I have friends that are girls, like, I would definitely try and introduce my fiancé to them. And hopes that everyone can get along. And then, you know, that trust is built not just between me and my fiance, but my fiance and my, my girlfriends or just my friends in general. That, that trust is really important. It goes a long way in uh, setting those boundaries. I mean, I think for me, like, it'd be calming, like, if my boyfriend's like, hey, like, these are my girlfriends, you know? Even if as simple as, like, I think it's important to see, like, oh, look, they're not all flirty, flirty. Like, they're just homies. Maybe they're not, maybe they're not as cute as me, you know? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever comes me down. But, I mean, that's always helpful. And plus, at the end of the day, you're just making your friend group bigger and bigger. So that could be helpful. Yeah, of course. So just figuring out, like, what are your boundaries and communicating that with your partner. And, hey, are we okay with this? If we're not okay with these boundaries, and hey, moving on. Yep, and always speak up. You know, if you're having boundary issues and you're just assuming someone's going to something's going to change without you bringing up any problems, it's not going to happen that way. Like you got to communication, I think, is the most important part of a relationship in general. Yeah, of course. Like, I don't like it when you sit on, on her lap. No, no. Yeah. yeah like that's a no, no. <laughs> um, what would you say about like being friends with exes? I feel like this is like a touchy subject. for Yeah, people. no, this is so me personally. It doesn't bother me. 
But I think I'm in the minority, and I also think that being friends with exes is too complicated for what it's worth. I do think there's nothing wrong with it, assuming there's enough trust in the relationship. And I think most of the time, if you're friends with your ex, it's just going to create problems with your current relationship. Like, there's, it's not that it's the worst thing in the world. It's just, it's not worth the headache. For me, like, I find that I'm not really friends with, like, my exes or ex-boo things usually. But I think part of it is because I move on and then I kind of just forget about them and then... I also think a lot of it is uh, how did you start out? Were you guys friends first for years and, like, hooked up once and then never did that again? Like, there's, like, levels to it, you know? Or did you have, like, a long-term girlfriend and then now, like, she still likes you and then she still wants to be, quote-unquote, friends, but her intentions are malicious. So I think it all depends, too. Yeah, there's definitely levels of it. But going back to what I said that you're my friend first, you know, my lover second, is... Every girl I've dated was always my friend first. So for me, it was kind of easy. I always separated the relationship from the friendship in my head. So for me, it was a little different because it's always easy for me to just, okay, well, we're not together anymore. We spent some time apart, but you know, I still, you're still a homie, but I don't think many people think like that. And so I've kind of learned that it's just easier to let things go. (laughs) I agree with that. And I think that another thing, and I hate to stereotype, but girls are more emotional. So that when we see that our man has been, you know, inside somebody else, we're like, I don't know. Why is he Yeah, yeah, they're both in the same room together. It does not go well. (laughs) We both, we've all had that. Conrad over there, whatever. Not you. I've never had that. But (laughs) you know what I mean. (laughs) Okay, so segues on segues. So the next thing we're going to talk about is, Conrad, how do you keep the spark alive? How do you keep it sexy when she already has a ring? You know, because I feel like if I got a ring, you know, maybe I'm just going to do missionary for the rest of my life. Just kidding. <laughs> no, <laughs> but so how do you keep the spark alive? Do tell. It's really not that hard. I mean, you know, a little, little secret out there. Uh, women are fucking easy to entertain. Like, it's really, <laughs> it's really not that difficult. You give them uh, my go-to is a bouquet of flowers once a month and then go out to eat maybe once or twice a month also. So basically, we're just like puppies. We need to, you need to buy us our toys, our flowers. You need to take us on walks, take us on dates, and that's all. So simple. And then we'll just wave a little tail and we'll be super happy. <laughs> I mean, when you put it like that, it sounds kind of bad. But <laughs> I, I don't think it's just for the girl. Like, you know, guys, we get bored in a relationship too if we don't do things to spark it. So it's not just for you. And makes the makes you grow closer as you get older like it makes especially me and my fiance being engaged so young you know you see all these people going out doing all these you know crazy things hooking up all these random people like I think it's fun to do those type of things but you need to keep the spark alive with what you have and the relationship that you're in at the moment and I think there's a lot of really easy things like just trying to do things that bond together. You know, like, it, it sounds cliche, like team building things, almost that you hear at, like, work <laughs> in, like, a corporate environment. But you do things that... Team building activities. Yeah, or just doing things that you wouldn't typically do or things that neither of you have done at all, you know? Yeah, try, um, you know, for once. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is, is that what we're calling team building now? <laughs> no, 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 I'm just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> you just try things that you've never really tried before. Like, you wouldn't even do yourself, like, as a single person. You would just... You know, try things like that. So, you know, maybe go rock climbing, go uh, try and find a new destination you guys want to check out. So, you know, talk to your partner, figure out what they're interested in and, you know, try and pursue each other's passions. And I think right now for me, you know, I'm still I've been engaged for about six months now. I've been Mm. in a relationship for about two years. So I don't have we still have that little, you know, early fire spark going, but it definitely helps to 
push yourself out of your comfort zone. Try things new with your with your relationship and see where it takes you. But so for you, like, what do you like to receive from your partner? Oh, I'm I'm easy. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm an easy I, girl. <laughs> I, any sign of you know affection, I just take it and run with it. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a closet romantic, so I, <laughs> I, I love cheesy shit. Like it goes a long way. My my fiance will show up from Walmart with my favorite snacks, and you Walmart. know that's that's fucking that's it for me. You know I'm I'm falling back in love right there. You bring me my chips, you bring me my beer, it's over. Well, I actually also enjoy really simple things from a partner. So like if a man does like I guess like an act of service, like if you change my oil or like anything like that, I'm Andy's like. <laughs> I'm like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I'll do anything. Uh, yeah, no, and it doesn't have to be some grand gesture. I think the longer that you're in a relationship with someone, the more the little things matter. Like, yeah, even like something as simple as like, hey, I just got from work and you clean the house. Yeah, yeah, or you know, dinner's ready when I'm home. Yeah, or, like I don't have to consuela anymore. Like, this is all I need. Yeah, or one of my favorite things to do is just you know, she'll get home from work and I'll be like, fuck it, let's go get a nice dinner somewhere. Hey. You know, it's just spontaneous things. I think spontaneity is a huge like spark plug for relationships mm-hmm. doing things just completely on a whim that's kind of nice yeah no, i know i i see that okay so cute 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 moving forward from that i want to get into the dark stuff because you know this podcast is all about the truth so i want to talk about you know like fighting styles kind of like you know how does a couple fight with each other and how that's important well, I, I'm partial to jujitsu, but she's she's more of a Muay Thai type of girl. Oh god, you know, I didn't mean like karate kid type of fighting. I mean more like conflict resolution. Yeah, I, I think that is something that's you you don't think about it when you start to date someone because you know it's the honeymoon phase. You never get in fights. Like those, <laughs> how are we gonna fight? Yeah, those first couple <laughs> weeks, you're not really fighting that much. But I do think it's and something. And if you are, red flag. Oh, yeah, exactly. If you guys are fighting in the honeymoon phase, like just cut that shit out. But. I do think it is important when you're considering a long-term relationship on how you guys are going to react to conflict and how you're going to resolve it. So, I mean, for me personally, I pro- I drive my fiance crazy because I am the <laughs> most logical, sound-minded person. So, you really are. You are so annoying. Yeah, I can never fight with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people get mad at me and I sit there and, okay, I hear your concern. Now, what can we do to resolve this issue? And oh, that, those disgusting. are the worst He's things. He's like an HR case. It's awful. Yeah, I'm like, uh, you know, Toby from like, the office. That's that's literally me when it comes to conflict. Yeah, like, revolution. give me a little sass. Give me a little attitude. Nothing. No, I don't let it. I don't let the emotion come out. <laughs> I think that you could have some input on how people resolve conflict. I would think that it's really important that your fighting styles kind of match. So, for example, like, if I'm a yeller, then the husband or the person, the partner needs to be, you know, a little bit more calm. Because then if you're yelling at each other, that would be really bad. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think they have to complement each other. I don't think it's a healthy thing to have two people who are super emotional and super vocal paired with each other. Because I think that can almost lead to like you know verbal abuse towards each other if you just keep building on top of each other and you both need to be the last voice and just yell at the other person and i also don't think you can't have both be the stubborn type you know you can't both think you're in the right you you need to complement each other you need to look at you and your spouse or girlfriend boyfriend whatever versus the problem it's both of you guys attacking the problem together it's not one versus the other person you know it's not the boyfriend versus the girlfriend the husband versus the wife it's it's both of you against the conflict so like just embracing like nobody is winning like we're winning the same argument yeah together. yeah i mean you're on the same team you know like both of you guys there's no winning and losing it's it's resolving 
oh, Conrad, healthy, <laughs> healthy, healthy over here. I love it. Yeah, I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize in relationships. It's, it's not, it's never, ever me versus you. No, I definitely agree. And then going along with like fighting styles, like for example, for me, like I'm someone that I do get upset, but I recognize it about myself. So I, even though I'm upset, like I'll take a step back. I like won't talk to my person for like a couple or hours or maybe like even a day where like I'll like think things through and like really think about what I'm going to say because I come from a really heated family and I see how firsthand that can be really hurtful. Yeah. And it goes back to when we were talking about communication being so important. When you come to a fight or a conflict, you, you just need to communicate with each other. Like if someone's super heated, like, you know, how you are and you need your own time, like you need to tell someone, Hey, fuck off. We can talk about this problem <laughs> in like an hour, but I need to cool down for a little bit or this isn't going to be productive. But see, for me, like I'll definitely communicate like, Hey, this upset me, but I don't want to talk about it right now. Like I'm going to slip away yeah. and I need a partner that's going to understand that I'm going to need like some time to think about things. I don't think that I would do well with someone that wants to fight right away because some people do want to fight right away yeah. and they need that. Yeah. Whereas like I need my space. So I need someone that's going to respect that space. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, you know, different, Different, I guess, like you said, fighting styles. But in the end, I think it's just comes down to understanding that you aren't against each other. You're against an issue. And communication is just key when it comes to maintaining a healthy relationship. Yeah, no, I really, really like that. Okay, so I feel like that's kind of a nice talk about relationships. Do you like a conversation, Conrad? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was very productive. I thought it was cute. I thought it was funny. Yeah, I think we learned some shit. Yeah, I think we learned some shit. Let's move on. So I had some people submit some questions. And, uh, you know, I realized that a lot of my female listeners do not understand the males. So I wanted to, you know, understand the males because I like the males for the Mm -hmm. most part. But I think that I don't know that much about them. I'm going to call this segment Venus versus Mars. Venus versus Mars. Because I like metaphors. (laughs) So I'm going to start, you know, slow. We're going to like, you know. We're going to ease our way into it. Yeah, like a little lube. We're going to ease right into it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So first, I have a personal question for myself. What do men do in the bathrooms for 40 minutes when they're pooping? There's just no way it takes that long. You know, I actually have the same question. I cannot, <laughs> I honestly cannot relate to this question. I have friends, and I swear to fucking Christ, we'll be getting ready, go out, do whatever, go drinking, do whatever the fuck we're going to do. My friend's like, oh, I got to take a shit. I'm like, okay, it's, no. like, it's like a whole event. Like, I have to go take a shit. You're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, oh, let me, let me go. I'll be back in five minutes. No, it's like 25 minutes later. This dude's walking out of the bathroom like, you ready to go? And I'm like. Bro, I just packed my second bowl. Like, I'm fucking, I'm chilling right now. You you expect me to, I thought you died in there, bro. Like, come on, what's going on? Because, like, I have a theory, Conrad, that there's, like, a secret tunnel when you guys go poop, and then you guys go down there, and you talk to each other. And then that's when you say, hey, you know, I'm talking to Maria right now. We're healthy. We're happy. Text her. Ruin her life. And that's how y'all know when we're vulnerable or happy and healthy, you just slide back into our lives. And that's just my theory. Is this what happens, Conrad? Is that a well, secret club, and you're going to... No, no, tell me the truth. If there's a secret club, I, I guess I'm not invited because I am, I've never seen no tunnel. But I, I guess maybe you have to be maybe the threshold you have to be in there for more than 15 minutes to, to for the tunnel to reveal itself. Oh, you're too to you. fast. You're yeah, too fast. yeah, I the guess. The portal hasn't opened for you yet. Yeah, no, I, I guess so. So you know, tonight perhaps yeah. take a little, have a little prune juice <laughs> <laughs> and see if the tunnel opens for you. Yeah, yeah, we'll do, we'll do. Okay, so I have a question for you now. You want to know why we're in the bathroom for so long? Yes, yes. I want want to know why you guys have to go in pairs are you guys you know is this some like buddy system does someone need to hold your hand is like you're pushing a kid out or something or like yes we're giving birth in there yeah like what are you guys doing in there in pairs 
So I think it's more like a buddy system. So you're protected when you have your tribe around you. Like no <laughs> one's going to talk to you. And also it's going to the bathroom with your girlfriend's also a way to get away from the guy that's talking to you at the bar. So sorry, boys. That's something that we do do. If a girl says I need to go to the bathroom, 30% chance she has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> She might be trying to run away from you. So I feel like for the most part, it's also us trying to look cool. Like, look at me. I have friends all the time. Like, we're taking shots together. We're pooping together. Everything together. Look at me. I have so many friends. So I think that's definitely part of it. Yeah. I I guess that's what we do is things. Like, wow, they must be really good friends. They shit together. (laughs) (laughs) We're holding hands as we're (laughs) being. Talking about boys. Oh, okay. So to further clarify on this question. So is it like, do you guys both go in the stall together? Or is like one of you waiting outside as like a watch guard? Oh, no. We 100% go to the stall together. Oh, shit. If you and your girlfriend are not going to the stall together, you're not friends. Oh, okay. Okay. Girls, that's how you know if a girl's a real one or not. Like, if she goes in the stall with you. If she stares you in the eyes while you're shitting, she's the homie. (laughs) That's your sister. (laughs) It's like when dogs, you know, dogs are going to the bathroom. They look at their owners for protection. Oh, 100%. Nail on the head. Okay. 100%. So since we're talking about bars and a little bit of flirting, why do men keep lying to me about their height? I want to know. I think the only guys that are really going to lie about their height are the ones that are under six foot. If you're six foot, that is like the social threshold of acceptability for women. <laughs> it's like, if, okay, if I'm, if I'm six foot, I'm going to tell you I'm six foot. If I'm six three, I'm going to tell you I'm six three. If I'm five eleven, I'm going to tell you I'm six foot. If I'm five oh. ten, I'm telling you I'm six foot. Five nine. Ooh, I might try and squeak out a six foot. Maybe tell you 5'11". Because <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you're going to buy the full six foot. So always round down. So if a guy tells you he's six six foot, that's not true. He's 5'11". Yeah, if a dude says he's exactly six foot, I would say 70% of the time he's probably a little shorter. It's just, I think it's also partially because girls put so much emphasis on height for some strange reason you know i do agree with that which i think the short guys are underrated because i'm super into short guys well i mean (laughs) i think 90 percent of the time your height has absolutely nothing to do with you also i'm like five two like i cannot have the audacity to request a basketball player tall man in my life yeah yeah like everyone sees the top of my head only so how could i request a really tall man (laughs) That's just the nerve. Can you imagine just a guy coming up to me and just being like, oh, like, hey, girl. I'd be like, you're too, just too short. No, but you, you say that as a joke, but girls will actually do that shit. Because like, I feel like a guy would look at me and be like, girl, have you seen yourself? You are so small. Yeah. I only see the top of your head. I guarantee you, you look at 75 to 80% of dudes' Tinder profiles, they are six foot. Every damn time. Oh, my God. Now, next foot. time I go to a dating app, I'm going to have to look at that. Yeah, you would, you would think based on Tinder statistics, that the world population is six foot for men. <laughs> They're all six foot. I can guarantee you that's not how it works. <laughs> okay, so next question. Do you think a guy should pay for the first date? And oh. if a girl offers to split it, do you have to, like, how much do you, like, ask, you know? and like? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think this is my go-to, and, you know, it's never failed me, never put me in any weird situations. So you're going on a date with a girl, you're out to dinner, you get the check, I will always put my card down. But if she says, do you know, do you want to split it? Should we split it? I'll I'll be like, are you sure? And if she continues to push for splitting it, I'll be like, okay, yeah, let's split it. But 
I always give the one, you know, the, the question, like, are you sure? Because I don't know if a girl's tested me. Like, maybe maybe they're just trying to see if I'm a cheap ass I'm or 100% testing you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, and for that reason, I will be like, are you sure? And if she says, you know, if she's still insistent that we split it, then I'll let her split it. Yeah. I do think that a guy should pay for the first date. Because you know what? The Sephora makeup. It's 2019, bitch. Pay for your own damn food. <laughs> hey, Conrad, the Sephora makeup is expensive, okay? It's a whole production. Buy me some food. Yeah, you know, uh, side note on that Sephora thing. I, I had to walk through Sephora with my fiancé once. How do bitches afford this much makeup? Dude, this shit, I'm looking at some lips. I'm like, this is 35 fucking dollars. Do you know what I can get for 35 damn dollars? Jesus. Like I said, this is why when a guy offers to pay, we're like, oh, my God, thank you. I just, my credit card, <laughs> like, it's all Sephora. God damn. No, but I, I do think that the gentleman thing to do is to, like, offer to pay for the first date. Yeah. But mind you, like, if I'm on a date with a guy and we go to dinner, for example, he pays for dinner, like, I will offer, like, if we go to a bar next something, like, I'll, be, I'll pay for the drinks, you know? Oh, yeah. So, no, I, mean, I think that's good. Uh, but I do like, you know, I think it's, it's cute when they, like, pay for the first date. Yeah. I think when you pay for it, though, I think a lot of girls don't like you paying for it because they feel like they have to put out after. <laughs> Which, I mean, like, it'd be nice. <laughs> I didn't pay sixty dollars for nothing, but no, but like it's it definitely blows up in the car. Uh, yeah, you know, like nah, yeah. <laughs> but it's not necessary, and like I, I think a dude shouldn't be shit on for trying to pay the bill if he's not trying to get something out of it. You know what I mean? Like it's not like a deal breaker. Like if I'm paying the bill. I'm not expecting 100% I need to get something from you. Like, sometimes nice. I'm just act. I'm just, yeah, sometimes I'm legitimately trying to be a nice dude. Like, I'm sure, for sure, there's guys out there who are doing it to try and be like, oh, you owe me one. But, like, I would say the good majority of dudes are just doing it to be a nice guy. Yeah, and I feel like we're kind of just taught, like, hey, you pay for the first date. Yeah, exactly. It is a society-driven thing. Yeah. I completely agree. And then some girls are like, hey, no, I'm going to pay for my own bill. Yeah, but yeah, and that's totally you know? fine, yeah. But once again, it's all about communication. Like, what do you like? I like it when a guy pays for the first date. <laughs> So moving on to hookup type of questions, let's start with the first one. This sounds like this girl is definitely targeting someone. But yeah, this is really specific. <laughs> what does a guy act like he gives a fuck about what we're watching on Netflix and pretend he's soft and a caring guy when he just wants to get it in? Okay, this seems extremely directed at somebody. So whoever this dude out there is, you're in trouble. Yeah, Brad, screw you. Uh, yeah, but to answer your question... He's doing that so he can get it in. Uh, you you kind of answered your own question here. I mean, he's pretending to give a fuck about what you're watching on Netflix, and he's <laughs> trying to be a nice guy so he can sleep with you. But like, I feel like a lot of guys, um, they try so hard to not act like a douche that it almost is worse. Just I just feel like guys need to own their truth. Yeah, I mean, I understand that. But you got to understand, if, if I'm acting like a douche to a girl, I'm probably not going to get laid. So, of course, the douchey dudes are going to put on this nice guy facade so that they can get in. Because, like, girls are decent at sensing a douche, but not great. Oh, and, no. like, if you, so can, if you can just put that facade on long enough that you're a nice guy, <laughs> she's, she's, the, you're, she's thinking about you being the one to, like, take home and show your mom. Like, if you can convince her for just long enough, you'll get it in and you can hit it and quit it. I, like, that's what some dudes are going to be doing. I feel like girls, like, we hear one thing in a sentence. Like, we hear what we want to hear. Yes, A completely. guy can be like, I'm not looking for a relationship, but you're really great and pretty. All I heard is, you're really <laughs> great and pretty. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually how some girls are. And a lot of guys will take advantage of that. And not, not defending those actions. Like, it's kind of a shitty thing to do, but... 
they will do it if you let them. So to wrap it up, yes, he's just trying to sleep with yeah, you. Yeah, he's, he's just trying to get it in. I, I feel like you knew that already with, by the way you worded this question and you just wanted a different answer. So moving on to our next question, uh, why does every girl tell me she has never done this before when hooking up? <laughs> classic, classic, classic. Yeah, so what's, what's the story behind that? I feel like everyone does this because we're so afraid to get slut-shamed. I think that's the main part of it. We want to make you feel like whatever you did tonight is so special that you convinced me to get into bed with you. Okay. But I think as a dude, I don't I don't know if we would slut-shame you for for doing something like that because like who as a guy I'm not I don't want to sleep with a fucking virgin like <laughs> if, if we're doing a one night stand type thing like if I'm hooking if I met you at a bar and I'm hooking up with you I want the nastiest raunchiest bitch I've ever had in my life <laughs> you want the for loco in the bar yeah like if I'm if I'm downtown and I'm at a fucking trashy bar I'm not trying to pick up my wife I'm trying to pick up a good fucking night but I feel like girls just like put that out there just so you think they're classy like by the way even though I'm being a dirty for a loco tonight. I'm usually a whiskey sour. Okay. Okay. So so let me ask you this: when when girls go out to you know not nice bars, not nice restaurants, like if you're going out to a trashy part of town and you're having a good time, do you think you're trying to find your husband? I mean, come on, might be. <laughs> okay. See, for, if I'm, I understand as a dude, if I'm going to uh, you know you know the the shitty parts of town, go to some fun bars, find some some loose women. I am not trying to find my <laughs> wife. I'm I'm trying to find a good night, and I don't give a shit if this is your first time doing it, your 15th time doing it, your 30th time doing it. As long as you're doing it to me, it does not fucking matter tonight. No, but I think a lot of it is just uh, a double standard, so we're afraid that we're going to get slut shame, and that the guy that you're hooking up with, if it is your husband, he's going to think that you're (laughs) a dirty, once again, a dirty little four loco, okay? No, but I guarantee you, your husband is going to be extremely grateful for the slut that you were five years ago because he's the one benefiting it now. Oh, my God. Okay, well, I mean, I think that's really... I really do think that's the only reason behind that. No, and I mean, I do understand. Like, society definitely does slut shame. But from a a guy's perspective, we might... some, Some guys might talk shit about all these sluts, but deep down, you want... You know, what is it? Uh, you want a, a lady in the streets, but a freak in the bed. Like, come 100%. on. 100%. Yeah. So, you know what? You're welcome. Ladies, stop lying to men. Just tell them that you're yeah, time doing it. <laughs> own up to you. Be like, I am a pro at this. And you will see right now. I slept with your roommate last night. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I don't want to go that far. But, yeah. yeah guys, a guy's going to keep you around if you're good at what you do. Thank you. <laughs> So going on on that, like, how many hookups are too many hookups? So what do you mean by too many? Like, what? how many hookups until it's like a, a body count. Like, a body count. So, like, how many people have you slept with? You think that matters? Oh, oh, um, no. I don't think it matters at all. Me neither. I, I don't care. Like, if I'm looking for a relationship, like, if I'm looking for a hookup, I still don't care. But if I'm <laughs> looking for a re- relationship, I also don't care because... You might be a completely different person today than you were a year ago or whatever. You know what I mean? And I also think it doesn't really matter. Like, if a guy comes to me, he's like, hey, I've slept with 10 people versus 100 people. It doesn't matter to me because, once again, that, that is your past. And also, I don't even think that people have the right to ask. Well, I mean, I, I don't think it's wrong to ask if you're in a relationship and, you know, you're just trying to find more out about each other. Uh, I don't really think it's bad to ask. I don't. I agree with you. I don't think it's necessarily. I don't think you have to ask. Uh, but I, 
Yeah, I don't I don't think it matters how many people you've hooked up with in the past. I mean, other than maybe are, are you clean? <laughs> <laughs> I think the question should be, do you have STDs? Yeah, like when's the last time you got checked? That's the better question. Yeah. yeah. But I don't I don't really think it has any effect on the current relationship or the current situation. Yeah, and then I think for me, because I don't believe in slut-shaming, like, if, if I don't want to get slut-shamed, then I can't slut-shame a man. Yeah, well, and what's, like, what does it really change? Exactly. About, what does it change? Like, you, you you just met a person. Let's say you get along well. You've been going on dates for the next three weeks. And she's like, oh, by the way, I've slept with 15 people. Like, okay, what does that really change about anything? It doesn't change your worth. On yeah, either it, it, does, it doesn't change anything. You you're still are getting along. You've still been going on dates these last three weeks. Like, it, it's really a non-factor. Yeah, so ladies and gents, just go get that experience. Yeah, go fuck around. Go have some fun before you're too old and no one likes you anymore. Yeah, be a for loco. Okay, so Conrad, this one is for you. And I also need to understand this as a person. Mm -hmm. Why do guys pull away after sex? I feel like, you know, they do the thing and then that's it. You go in the corner and you don't speak to me for 10 minutes. Yeah, no, that's, that's, I'm not going to deny it. That's what we do. And, uh. (laughs) It's just you get that post nut clarity, like <laughs> what a term? Yeah, no, it, it's it, if you're a man, you know this term. This isn't new to you. If you're a woman, this might be your first time. I hearing am shook. Yeah, it's it's your post nut clarity when after you nut and you roll over, like everything <laughs> in the world begins to make sense for that moment. Oh, and you just need those five or ten minutes just to collect your thoughts. You know, see where you were, see where you stand in the world, analyze <laughs> your life, see where you went wrong, see where you went right, and we just don't need women in our lives for those five to ten minutes. So I. You know, we roll over. Get the fuck away from me. Five or ten minutes is all I need. Let me recoup. Let me take a little little quick nap. So, ladies, don't take it personal. No, it is not personal. It has absolutely nothing to do with you. After I nut, I do not want anything to do with another human being for at least five or ten minutes. So, how about right before? Can I get men to do whatever I want? Oh, oh, easily. Like If you actually... <laughs> if we're in the middle of whatever we're doing and I'm about to nut... Any word you say to me or anything you ask me is going to be a yes, as long as you keep doing what you're doing, I promise. Buy I will me a give... trip to Hawaii. Yeah, no, yeah. I might, uh, maybe I won't follow up on Buy it right after, sh- but I'm going to tell you yes in the moment. So for the last hookup type of question, I am going to pair these two together because it's hilarious because it definitely shows how men and women think differently. So a guy asks, why do girls say they want a casual hookup and that they won't catch feelings, but then... They catch feelings pretty much every time. And then another girl asks, why do guys think a girl wants to marry them after just one hookup? So to the last question, why do girls or why do we think you want to marry us right after we do you? It's probably because that dude thought he did a really good job. I mean, like, it's, it's a, like pri- it's, you know, it's definitely an ego or pride thing. You know, like, we think we just showed you the night of your damn life. So you are going to come back for round two. Like, that's <laughs> after after we finished, like, boning. I guarantee you we think we just performed like a goddamn champion. <laughs> like, we are the best that this girl has ever had. And she's going to come crawling for round two. So it's like an ego thing. So you oh, automatically, I did so good that I know she wants to get her boyfriend, but I don't even want her. Yeah, exactly. No, if, if a girl, if a dude thinks you're going to be super into him right after you have sex, it's because he thinks he did really good at sex. And I think that for the first question, what do girls catch feelings? It all comes down to science. So when we have sex, girls actually release serotonin, which is the hormone that makes you attached to a person. And then guys release dopamine, which is kind of like taking a drug. So they kind of chase, chase, chase. And once they get it, it's over. Yeah. 
So essentially just biology screwed us. And yep. this is, I feel like this is just biology going like, hey, this man has your resources. You make baby, et cetera, et cetera. And that's why you must be attached to the man. And the men, on the other end, it's more about what fitness right so just yeah it's about spreading your genetic uh code everywhere no i mean like you said it is biological dudes are meant to go around you look at animals we're meant to go around and fuck everything and get our seed everywhere and have as many (laughs) fucking babies as we can you know i mean you see lionesses there's like seven lions to a dude oh my god like that's biologically it's the same principle it's just socially not acceptable right but i think that you know next time you judge a girl for being needy it's not her. It's her serotonin levels are <laughs> too high. <laughs> and next time a guy doesn't text you back, it's not his fault. Dopamine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll use that as a cop out every time. Every yeah. dude, guys listening to this right now, that is your perfect excuse every time. Oh, it's just biology. I can't I can't help it. It's out of my control. Like, let's get married. I'm sorry. That's not me being crazy. It's just biology. Yeah, oh, I slept with four other girls. My bad. It's just biology. (laughs) I'm just trying to have as many fit babies as I can. (laughs) Okay, so now that we have an excuse to get away with things, let's talk about how detailed do men and women get about their sexual experiences? Okay. I love this question. Yeah, yeah, this is this is a good. So as a guy, I think there's two trains of thought. I think if a guy is getting very specific in his sexual experiences, it's because he had really good experiences and he wants you to replicate it. So like if if a girl asks me like, oh, what, you know, what have I done in better? What I do? What do I like in better? Tell me like asking me how experienced I'm in bed and I give specific examples. It's because I want you to replicate what that was. Interesting. But if, if I'm not going into much detail, it's because you're already doing what I want and there's nothing more I'm going to ask of you. Okay, yeah. You understood this question in terms of like, oh, like how... Yeah, like how... I've, like who I've had sex with, what I did wearing sex, okay. and like that. Yeah. If that's the case, I usually, I once again, because I do understand that men have egos, I will always wear things like, oh, I think it's hot when people do this or yeah. that. Yeah. Just so that not be like, I hate that you're doing this. <laughs> I feel like that's awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know what you mean. Um, No, but I think that also what this question essentially means is like when you're talking to your friends. Oh, like, like you're talking about sharing with other people? Yeah. Oh, I'm... I don't know about a lot of other guys. In my experience, my friends, I mean, we, we say that we've had sex. We say we do these things, obviously, but it's not like graphic. You know what I mean? It's not like... We did the sex. Yeah, it's more like, oh, <laughs> like like a friend to come over, like, oh, one, I'm like, like a, a stupid joke. Like, oh, yeah, we just, we just got finished having sex right before you came over or something. But I'm not like getting into details. Like, oh, this is what we did. This is the position we did it in. Like, <laughs> this is... I think guys would be more likely to get graphic if they know it's going to be like a one-night stand rather than if it's a girl that they're continually seeing. Yeah, because, see, for girls, it's very, very different. Hmm. Let me horrify you right now. Oh, okay. We go into play-by-play. Damn. And then we went to the right, and then we went to the left, and his penis is... Let me pull out the ruler. Hold (laughs) on. It's this size. Actually, look at the spear. Let me compare it to this. (laughs) It's crazy. We literally talk about every single detail. With that being said, because we talk about every single detail, if you do a poor job, the reputation spreads. It's done. Shit. (laughs) You will never have sex with another woman in that friend group or ever again. Goddamn. It's over. Bad rep. Bad dick review. (laughs) 
<laughs> dick review. Yeah. Should be a website. Dick, go, dickreviews.com. Oh, actually, it is. And they put celebrities' dick reviews. Holy shit. Oh, I, yeah, I was thing. not aware of that. It's 100% a thing. That's hilarious. But yeah, girls get really graphic. And yeah, so if you are meeting your girlfriend's girlfriends for the first time, they, they know, they know how size, I do it. They know how you do things. They know how you dirty talk. Just embrace that. It's just, it's just how it is. It's just, that's just the way it's the life works. It's a fact of life. We like to show that the male that's giving us resources can do all the things. Okay, so on the flip side, if they did a really, if they did a really good job, then that means the whole friend group's open for business. <laughs> Just biology. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, so the next question is going to be like texting type of questions. So if I'm talking to a guy and he stops communicating, is it because he doesn't like me or because he's comfortable with me and doesn't think he needs to communicate that much? No, that's a good question. I think it really depends on how often you're seeing someone. So if if you're seeing a dude three, four times a week and he's not texting you that much, it's because he's seeing you three or four times a week. Like He doesn't need to be texting you that often. Mm-hmm. If it's like a long distance thing and you're not seeing each other for a decent amount of time, then yeah, he, if he's not texting you for a week and you haven't seen him that week, <laughs> if you haven't communicated <laughs> with him in a week, seen him, he's probably not that interested in you. Well, I'm crying right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, did I hit a soft spot? You hit a soft spot. <laughs> oh my. Oh my Nobody dude. likes me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, but. Okay, so ladies, if you're seeing him often enough, you don't need a text, which I agree with that. Yeah. But if you're not seeing the man for a week or two and he's also not texting you, run. Yeah, yeah. If a guy likes you, he's going to communicate with you in some way. Whether that be asking you to hang out, or texting you, he'll make an effort to communicate. If he's not making any effort to communicate, there's a good chance he's not interested. Like, no <laughs> one has is so busy they can't respond to a text for five minutes. Work was so crazy. I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, so along the lines of that, why doesn't he or she reply to my text, but then proceeds to Snapchat me and watch my stories? Okay, so what, why do you think we do this? I think that if you don't like me that much, that you won't reply to my text. And then, however, I think that you will then proceed to go to the Snapchat and the stories and do all the things so that you're putting less effort than a text would be. That way, like, if you want to you up me later, then I have, like, a sense of comfort. Like, okay, even though he's not replying to my text, he's still, like, looking at my stories and he's, like, you know, liking things here and there. So he still likes me. He's showing some interest. I think you give us dudes way too much fucking credit. <laughs> we, if we're not responding to you, we're probably just not into you. But if, we're, okay. If we're, you are hurting me. Yeah, okay. If we're not responding to you via text, but we're responding to you via Snapchat, we're probably sitting on the toilet, looking through our Snapchats, and we're like, oh, I should probably hit this bitch up. Like, I should probably, I, I forgot. I need to tell her what's up. <laughs> like, I don't think, well, there's no way. I mean, and maybe I could be so wrong. Maybe... I just have no idea how dudes work, but from my perspective, I do not put that much thought into these things. Like, I don't think, uh, maybe if I respond in this way or at this time or through Snapchat, Instagram, texting, like, I don't put mind games to what do, what app I'm I'm communicating with you to. Like, it's for me, if I'm communicating with you, I'm interested in it. See, like, I think with apps, like, there are levels to it. Like, if you don't reply to my text, I can clearly see that you didn't reply to my text. Whereas if you don't reply to my Snapchat, 
it disappears and it's gone and it's like less pressure. I'm just tired of all these platforms, Conrad. Can a man just tell me I like you? Yeah, I mean, I, I might not be the best perspective on this. I'm not a big social media guy. That's you know? true. You don't I play do, any games. I do Snapchat a little bit. I don't really, but I don't play the games. So maybe I'm not the best answer for this. But I think if a dude's just texting you or communicating with you in any way, he's probably interested. And if he's not communicating with you, with you at all, it doesn't matter because he's not interested. Okay, we'll leave it like that. And the last of texting questions would be, what does my ex keep texting me and calling me? Why doesn't he just keep letting me move on? Ladies, it's because he's gone down the tunnel after he's pooping. I already <laughs> told you this already. <laughs> no, I mean, realistically, if a dude, if a guy's texting you and, or rather if an ex is texting you, he's not over you. Like, there's no way. If if you're over someone, you're not thinking about them at all. You're not wanting to talk to them at all. Like, there's no there's no pull to talk to an ex unless you still have feelings for them. God, women in America are just so happy right now to hear that all, <laughs> all the dumb are, ladies. Are, <laughs> all the dumb ladies are just so happy that their ex are still hitting them up. And the ones that are not getting any messages are so depressed. Yeah, on all the ones that are... Whether they're saying good things about you, like come back to me, or they're being like fuck you and saying terrible things, they're still clearly thinking about you and they're not over you. Yeah, because the opposite of love, it's hate. Not really. Well, it's actually like apathy. Apathy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you're just apathetic to someone, you're not going to hit them up. But if they're clearly hitting you up to harass you or try and hit on you or something, like they're either unhappy that you've moved on and been okay or. Ego. Yeah, or they're sad that you've moved on, or they're angry that you have found someone better than them, and they want to berate you or make you feel little because of it or something. And for me, like, if I end things with someone, um, I just stop communication altogether. Yeah. Because it hurts me. And if they're, like, constantly, like, talking to me, and it's not healthy, I'll just block their number. It's just so much easier. Yeah, I mean... for a while. I, I definitely think that if when people break up, the best if you want to maintain a friendship with that person, which I I don't suggest is the best idea, but if you want to, you do need at least a handful of months, maybe even a year of just apart, and that year apart really will help you get over the feelings or any any residual feelings you have that can, like I said, if you're trying to make a friendship of it, you can restart as friends rather than the lingering of a relationship or something like that. I think that when people become friends way too quickly, it's not necessarily like, oh, I want to be friends with this person. It's a lot of it is just that you're still in love. Yes. Yes. And you don't want to feel the breakup as like harsh, as harshly as you could. Yeah, of course. I mean, you, if you go from seeing someone potentially every day or all the time and having romantic relations with them to completely nothing, like you're going to, crave that companionship i think it does make a breakup a lot cleaner when you like have some time apart be grown-ups you can be apart from the person for a year you're gonna be okay yeah it's gonna be healthier and then if you want to be friends still yeah. go ahead but yeah. give it some time definitely so moving on to the last question it has nothing to do with texting or communication what girls do you sleep with and what girls do you wife is it a mindset thing and what place you are in your life or is it just all about meeting the right person that will change your mind? Yeah, well, it really depends on what stage of life you're in. You know, there's kind of, when it comes to relationship, I guess there's two stages of your life. Are you in the, the fuck around time? You know, where you're just having fun. You don't really, you're not really putting any thought into your future. You're just kind of fucking around having a good time. Or, you know, there's the relationship phase where you think maybe you're ready to settle down. You want to find something long term. And I think it really depends. The girls you're looking for really depend on what stage of your life. And I don't think there's anything 
a woman can do to change your opinion if you're set in that stage. So if you're set in a fuck around stage, you're going to be in that, that mentality. And if you're in a relationship mentality, you're just going to seek a relationship no matter what. Well, with that being said, thank you so much, Connor, for being here. It was so fun. Yeah, I had a blast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm happy that you like your tacos and your beer. Yeah, it's, and all, I could, it's all I could think about today on my hump day. <laughs> well, I'm happy we had a good time. Hope, I'm hoping that Conrad gave you guys a good perspective on everything. It's always good to bring in new perspectives and also, you know, be really raw and talk about these types of things. So they're normalized. Anyways, please rate, review, subscribe. And I really appreciate you guys listening this week. Until next week, have a good weekend.